5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, today we are going to continue in the story of David. And uh, just a, a bit of a trigger warning for you here in this story that it is a story that also has rape involved. So if that's a trigger for you at all, um, just go ahead and skip to the next episode. And uh, if there is no more episodes, go back and listen to the other ones. But just to give you that warning. So 2 Samuel chapter 13, there's some other, there's further dysfunction. So David's been the king, right? And things are happening and he has a bunch of sons and they're introduced in 2 Samuel as well. And what you find is he also has some daughters. Now, 2 Samuel 13 David's son Absalom has a beautiful sister named Tamar, and uh, and Amnon, her uh, half brother, fell desperately in love with her. And so, what does he do? As the story goes, that he takes her forcibly and um, and ruins her. And so she spends then the rest of her life living in Absalom's household. Um, because her half-brother has, has ruined her. He, he raped her. Now, here's where the dysfunction also comes in. Not only is family members raping other family members, but we also have this, this issue because Absalom, the brother, is standing up and saying, like, I'm, I'm angry, and David's like, no, I'm angry too. And Absalom wants his father to do something. He wants to him to react and not just say, hey, I'm angry, um, and then, you know, like, just go on with your day. He wants him to be able to say, take your anger and direct it at your son who has raped your daughter. Now do something about it, dad, right? And Absalom gets angry that uh, David does nothing other than get angry. And so what does Absalom do? He kind of plans, puts together a plan, and he, and he kills his brother Abnon. And that is part of the dysfunction that we actually see this uh, continued process. Now, David and Absalom will have a fractured relationship. And actually, you know, Absalom wants to kill David. He wants to take over his king. You know, he's He's saying, well, all I got to do is kill the king. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of already, I'm going to, I'm supposed to be the next person to take the throne. Like he was like the heir apparent. And so he's like, so if I kill dad, then it's my throne. And so he's threatening to kill dad. Dad's like, you know, you can't step up, you know, to me. Um, and he's really then at the same time, like, all right, well, there's some stuff I've got to defend here is the king. And so David sends some soldiers out. I mean, and ultimately it ends up that um, that Absalom, he dies tragically. And this is what sends kind of the, the nation and the family into this, you know, a little bit of, uh, 
little bit of uproar because then there's like, well, who's going to take over now when David's gone? Well, what's going to happen? Like, yeah, you know, and, and then there's a power play within the family trying to be able to say, well, I really think it should be this person. I, I think it should be this person, you know, like, and they're, they're trying to maneuver this. And even, you know, David's wives are trying to be able to maneuver their own children. And uh, Bathsheba's trying to maneuver her you know, her, her kids. And, and ultimately Solomon is the one who's going to float to the top in this whole thing. But there is some dysfunction definitely at play within the family right now. When David fails to do what he's supposed to do, and we, we saw this and we started it, you know, yesterday when I talked to you about when, when it's customary that the kings go off to war and David stays home. And now David's daughter is raped and David does nothing. And it actually then sends the family into this, uh, this whole tailspin because he's like, you know, his brother Absalom, I mean, his son Absalom's like, no, like, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to take justice into my own hands. I'm not going to wait for the king, for our father to do what is right and what is good in this situation and to rule. I'm going to do it. And, and of course, as we know, when, when justice is taken into, you know, the, the hands of, 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 of other people, that, that usually there's no holding back. And what we see in this whole picture is, of course, God who is still faithful with this family and still faithful to the promises that he's made. Um, why do we see that? Well, we see, you know, King David and we know it's from David's line that the Messiah will come. And so God is already seen in, in, in a future that none of these people can predict. None of these people can know what God's thinking. But God knows that there's a plan in place. That even through this defunct, dysfunctional family, God's saying a Messiah will come to redeem the world, to be able to buy them back to forgive their sins, to set them free. And this is the good news. The good news for us, it's the good news for a whole dysfunctional family tree that you say, man, there is some messed up stuff that is happening. It's messed up that things like this occur. And yet God's saying, I've got a bigger plan. Trust me with the plan, with your life, and I'll show you that at all things, God is going to weave together a good picture. So trust in that today. All right, we're going to end there for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Take care, everybody.